tremendous looking trophy. Hello and welcome to the number one PlayStation podcast in the SGR News. My name is Dylan Blight. Joining me, Ashley Hodley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here. Now that we know you can buy a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Literally an email. Whatever. When that pop up? Like Guess what? You can buy a PlayStation 5. Yeah. I saw the, the media alert. Media alert. PlayStation's excited to let you know you can buy PS5s. What, three years after release? Hot diggity there. It's an exciting time to be a gamer. I don't know. Uh, in the trophy cabinet this week, a bronze trophy for Forspoken. It's a video game. And then a platinum. Back buttons. Got them. My hands. Back diddly diddle. Back diddly diddle. Mm. Digital, um, my digits have been diddled in the back buttons, Ash. My digits, my porcelain fingers have been diddling the digits. Uh, but first, for Spoken. Um, PlayStation console exclusive. I, uh, it's on PC too, but of course, Square Enix, what was it originally called? Project Athia? Athia, yeah. Because yeah. uh, the game's set in this world called Athia. Um, written by, or story concept by Gary Witter, written by... Amy Henning. story was written by Amy Henning. Pro, uh, using the Scranix Luminous technology engine thing. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I finished it literally moments before we just started recording. And that's, uh, that's what I've sort of walked away with. It was, it was all right. Um, the story is... Yeah, I don't know. So for people that don't, people that don't know, it is it's 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 um I can't remember the the anime genre or whatever everyone keeps bringing up, but it's Alice in Wonderland is the easiest the thing. But but I I think I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, it's it's the someone's transported to another world and they're suddenly forced into the position of they've got something or something to do or they're the one they're the only person who can save the world. So basically, you've got this character Frey who's tr- transported out of. New York City, um, where she was already living it hard. She was um, sort of living in this abandoned building anyway and sort of fending and stealing and uh, going to jail and whatever else. She was, like, she wasn't living, you know, well, I guess. She had a cat and then she had to give that up at the end because someone burned her house down. So that's a, it's a good start to the game. Um, and then she's transported to this world, Athia, where she has the power to survive within what she calls the break which is this stuff that's surrounding the 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 majority of the world other than this one little town that's surviving with the rest of the population there um and then you find out about these was it four yeah four um tantas which i guess like the gods of the world um who you find out have all gone sort of crazy and presumably the cause of this thing that's wiped out most people and uh, they ask you to, oh, you should kill them. Kill them, and maybe they'll stop the break. That's sort of the the get-go for the game. And of course, you get some twists and turns in the story as, as things go along. Um, yeah, the story was, like, completely... Like, it reaches a point where it became, I don't know, very paint-by-numbers, and I don't feel like there's any real swerves or twists or whatever. It's just... you could you, Once you play it for a little while, you'll probably guess every direction it's going, which is... I guess fine sometimes, but here it just was like whatever. Um, it has it tries to have these like sentimental ideals because you've got a character who was an orphan 
never knew her parents, uh, felt like she never belonged in the real world anyway, but now she's been called to a better cause, I guess, in this place that's not home. So she's sort of pulled between two places and, you know, about discovering she's wanted somewhere, I guess. Uh, I don't, the, the character of Frey is fine. Like the the performance is good. I can't remember the actress's name. It's not really. It's nothing. Ella Blinsky. I want to yeah. say off the top of my head. Which they of course brought out on stage. They brought her out like part of the big announcement, like and all this sort of stuff. And I know she's been on Twitter talking about how excited she is the game's so out and like how much she loved doing it and whatever else. And that's fine. Like mm. her performance is not the problem at all. Like she's she's good. Both both. It's a full performance performance capture thing. So, um. She brings to it what you can. It's not even the it's not even the stuff that everyone's been complaining on about online between the the bantering between her and what she calls cuff, this magical bracelet she talks to on the end of her hand. Um and, and like I I guess her personality rubs some people the wrong way because she'll just, you know, it'll be like Fuck Because you, she's monster. a black woman. Yeah, well I'm sure that's <laughs> I, I don't want to say that's not a thing. I don't say that's everything, but I'm sure that's a. <laughs> I'm sure some people <laughs> don't like it for that reason. But um, yeah, the story is just very paint by numbers. It's not exciting at all. Sort of just, I never really got built up or excited between each of the. I think it was twelve chapters. It took me like twelve hours to beat. I did do obviously a little bit of uh, side questy sort of stuff to get my hand into most of it. You could probably smash through the story. Like I don't know if you mainlined it. I feel like you'd do it probably half the time, to be honest, especially if it was like playing uneasy. You'd probably just smash through the story in six hours or something. Yeah. Um, there's some chapters where the chapters will take two hours, and then there's other chapters where they literally take 20 to 30 minutes. So there's times where I was like, fuck, I'm getting close to beating this game when I thought I'd, you know, like, oh, this chapter will take like a couple of hours because the last one did. Nope, took like 20 minutes. And then <laughs> the next chapter, I'm like, okay. Um, the one cool part is the. So as you progress, you start with. One set of powers at the start of the game. This is um, what do you even call them? They'd be like they're not wind powers. No, they're like more earth-based powers, I guess. Because one of the first abilities you, you sort of get is um, it can form like rock formations and it can um, create a shield with a rock in front of you. Um, you can like leech health off enemies. So that's like the first sort of powers you get as you progress through the game. You do unlock more. Uh, sets that you can flick and switch between so like one's a really aggressive fire sort of based one and you can also bring out like this magical sword and attack people with it another one's like a water based one another one's uh, it's like an electricity based one about like zapping enemies and then once you like inject enough like zapped into them you do like a big damage attack and um, each of these has three different styles of the offensive power, I guess, that you can switch between. So, like, her first power is um, something where it's, like, you tap, 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 she'll shoot, 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 and then, like, a big charge at the end. And if you hold down the button, it'll do, like, a just a big, like, rock ball at their face sort of thing. But then there's, like, two others where one's, like, a hold down the R2 button and you're rapid firing, and the other one is... Um, hold it to create a, a shield in front and then release that to do damage. So each one sort of has like pick and choose your, the way you want to play with it. Um, it. But once you get your head around it, the game can become quite fun combat-wise, especially once you figure out which sort of abilities you like and enjoying the most. Um, it's definitely a game, though, I feel 
you, it, the combat will feel very bland and boring if you're not using it to its fullest potential. Like if you if you just go into every fight and because of course enemies have different weaknesses to elemental attacks and all this sort of stuff and technically you can just go through the game and never really use any of the magic powers. You can just stick to to one. You maybe you're only ever pressing R two. You're never using your support magic because those all on a cooldown. So when you're in the midst of playing this game, especially in the later ends of, the, of it, where you you've unlocked everything, it's a thing of you you're shooting, shooting, shooting. Uh, you're pressing two buttons to switch between like the earth powers to the fire powers. In the fire powers, I know I've got a support spell that will actually um, cause two fire minions to come alongside me and fight alongside me. So cast that. Cast this giant fire crucible thing around me that increases the amount of damage I am. But then I, while that's all active, I can then switch to the water power um, and none of that goes away because they're all just spells and they, they cast my fire minions will keep fi- fighting. And then while I cast my water spell, I do a, a couple of activate like a, a shield support thing and then maybe I offensively fight by that. But then like I know that my cooldowns will probably be off my earth powers from before. So when you're, when you're playing it properly and you're like switching between everything and it does feel like quite good to play the game is hectic as fuck though especially when there's a lot of enemies on screen um i started playing it in the you know the i was a square enix game i just i'll play it in the the prettiest second uh settings at 30 frames per second like who, who really cares and that was fine it looks really good but the as soon as I got like into it and there was more than like three, four enemies on the screen. And once you unlock that second power and there's just more enemies, more like effects happening and stuff. I'm like, this is no, I need like, I need the high frame rate. This is like doing my head in. So then I was like, I tried that. I played for a little bit on the 60 frames per second, but even then I was like, fuck it. No, let's go. <laughs> let's go further. Um, I went up to the 120 frames per second mode, which of course brings the visual quality down quite a bit to, to enable that. And then I just played for the rest of the game on that, because even though it made it look a little bit worse there's just so much shit happening on screen at times in this game especially as you're um like leaping and dodging over enemies and then you like you've got the parkour thing you're constantly doing where you're running upside of buildings like it is quite a, a fast-paced game so yeah having the the high frame rate i can't just the 30 the 30 frames option was only good for a hot two minutes there so um yeah i, I mean i've been making all these jokes about it being the the spell casting game where you it's not written or created by a transphobic person. I mean, in the back end, it really is. I'm switching between all these different spells. I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like which ones are probably off cooldown and what I could probably switch back mm. to. I'm thinking like, oh, I need a shield now because this motherfucker's kicking my ass. Oh, that's in that like group of spells. That's let me switch over to that one. Um, yeah, I mean, especially not to spoil who the who and what the last boss fight is, even though it leaked online like before the game was out somehow i remember seeing those stories pop up but anyway um the that boss fight involved uh does the whole thing where like the boss will have like a symbol behind them that equates to like what is a set of spells it's weak to like the the elemental type so by the end of the game if you've only focused on a either learning how to only use one set of spells or b not bothering to upgrade any of the the spells in the rest of the sets you're gonna have a, a a really hard <laughs> you're gonna have a hard time yeah, i think because yeah you're <laughs> fucked because you can have like you could have all the support spells unlocked for one thing but then old mate switches to the like the last set of spells you unlock or whatever and you haven't bothered upgrading it and you've got like one support spell that comes with it at the start and you haven't upgraded the offensive spell 
good luck to that because there's two ways everything in the game unlocks so you do the whole you, you level up experience typical thing um you get mana with mana and you can also find mana in the real world uh by just like on the ground uh but you get mana and use that to unlock spells uh so when you unlock you can unlock different slightly more powerful versions of the, the spells you got you're gonna unlock brand new support spells cool 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 but then what actually causes your spells to do more damage is you have two pieces of gear you've got your cloak which because the character you play as Faye just like wears jeans and sneakers and a cloak to meld and <laughs> look better in the world i don't know um and then you've got a, a necklace so your necklace and your cloak can both be not only imbued with sort of like oh this type of attack more, does more damage typical thing but you can also just upgrade the amount of uh like blue red whatever the other colors are green i think magic those do so the higher you upgrade those and those things the higher damage and whatever else those those sorts of spells will do so yeah the, the combat is i want to say it's like great it's enjoyable though like it's it's the probably the best it's the best part of the game when it's when, it, when it's when it's working right and when you're just holding down circle to run around the world and run just run up the side of cliff faces and bouncing around and you go get into a fight with a couple of enemies like they're enjoyable moments it's just the story i've got really like i'm pretty sure it went nearly just in one ear and out the other i you know i'm pulling out my phone and cut scenes because i i don't care like i just i'm struggling to have any sort of care factor at all so i don't know what i'm going to give it i mean i'd probably lean in like around a six if i was to like guess now but as i said mm. i finished it like 10 minutes ago so see how i go but like yeah so, so whatever it's okay it's okay i didn't hate it didn't yeah. love it. It was a video game. I enjoyed Would you it for be keen for a full spoken too. Um, it's hard to say. I feel like, I mean, yeah. Would I be keen? No, because that involves me being excited okay, about the franchise. Excited, yeah, yeah. Would I be? Do I think they could do a full spoken two? <laughs> yeah, I, I could be interested. I feel like there's there's enough there's enough intrigue in the core concept, I guess, here to make something better. So I don't I don't feel like it's a bad idea, especially if the game sells enough that they try and do a sequel that um, has a better story, <laughs> um, but builds upon everything that's introduced in in this game, the the combat and everything. I don't I don't feel like it could be a, you know, it, it's it's possible it could be good. It's possible it could be good. It's possible it could be the same as this, <laughs> just mm. the same old story. So yeah, um, I feel like you're not going to bother picking this up at this stage, surely after all the yeah well probably not until like maybe it's on sale or maybe if it drops on playstation plus yeah which it probably will eventually it'll be on like extra or some shit in six months yes. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me so um the other thing i've been playing as teased not a game but with but how i've been playing the game so how have i been playing for spoken how have i been enjoying the a little bit of Dead Space I've been playing. How have I been playing Apex Legends the other night with uh, Ash and Buddy? It's with the DualSense Edge, aka PlayStation does a Xbox Pro controller. Um, it's exactly what I wanted. I have no complaints, really. I mean, it's I, it's, <laughs> it's sort of hard to like talk about because the the straightaway it's 
the qu- most pe- the question most people want to know, I guess, would just be: Is it as good as the Xbox Pro controller? And the answer is no. It's not. It doesn't have as many features. It's it's missing these sorts of things. But it has the core. It has the core things here that people I feel would be after. It's software, like how it integrates to the PlayStation, is a lot better than Xbox. However, Xbox, the Pro controller, they have so on the back of this they have. Two, the two back buttons, which is mm-hmm. I love absolutely. The Pro Controller has four. There's two sets, so straight away you're it's too many. <laughs> don't have that many fingers, right? I mean, I don't know if you want to count your fingers, but <laughs> I've got enough digits to to make that happen. So, well, the idea with four is so that you can map every single face button to the back of the controller, and they're all just there if you want to play that way. Um, it's a controller, not a piano. Yeah. <laughs> You know, whatever, whatever rocks your boat. Uh, yep. boat. Um, the the Xbox Pro controller has a, a car case, that is the DualSense Edge, but the the Xbox controller has a little charging base thing inside of it, so you can it just you can either take that out of the case and charge it that way. DualSense Edge doesn't have that. It has a little hole like the Xbox One that you can put a cord through and charge it the controller inside the case, but it's not. It's not as nice. It's not as flashy. It's not as versatile. So there's just all these little things. Um, it doesn't have removable and changeable D-pad. So that's the other thing the Xbox has going for it. So you can change it between like the actual, what do you call it? Like where they're more like actual buttons on the D-pad compared to the one where it's like a full circular piece. If you know mm. what I mean? Like the Xbox has these sorts of things. DualSense Edge doesn't have that. Now, none of these are things I particularly care about, but they're things that's Yeah, I mean, if, if made, you love a PlayStation controller, why do you need to change any of that, you know? Yeah, well, it's just... So, for, for the the D-pad stuff, it's... That's changes for people who play, like, fighting games and stuff. Like, the this is really good. This is more going to give you that more tactile feeling compared to this other thing, which may be good for playing, like, a platformer, like a side-scrolling platform, like these little little sorts of changes. Um, it does have the a few things that the Xbox Pro controller doesn't have, though. The the biggest one is being that the the analog stick parts themselves are fully interchangeable. So not the not the tips, the 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 thumb pieces, whatever you actually call those. The Pro Controller can take those out, and you can do that in the DualSense Edge too, and you can change you can change them. But this is the actual full mechanical part, so you can clip that out, and then you can buy replacements. So, as expensive as this controller is, which is it's like three hundred fucking something dollars, I can't remember. Really expensive for a controller. It ideally could last forever because the thing that most people's controllers have go wrong with them eventually is it it starts getting stick drift or one analog like one it's you know like that's the common Mm. thing but being able to replace that part means it sort of gets rid of the one thing that have a lot of controllers have go wrong with it so that is something that it does have over the xbox controller um it's got all the sort of tactile things you'd expect off the the pro or a, a more expensive controller be that sort of you know that grippy texture around the f- for your hands while you're holding it it's got the r2 and l2 buttons have like this more tactile feeling to it it's um it's got this glossy black finish to the front of it 
you know, like it's got this, it, it looks a little bit more premium. It feels more premium. It's a plus if you're going to spend that much money on stuff. Uh, but yeah, back to the, the software thing I mentioned before and the reason I think it's sort of hard, like when they announced it and they just showed pictures and you're like, yeah, cool, I can get, get my head around that. Um, how it integrates and works with the PS5, I think is probably the, the coolest feature about it. So you can fuck around with just about everything. So for example, I made a forespoken profile. So you can you can make I think infinite profiles and switch between them as much as you like. It's just you can only f uh, have four set to hotkey presses, and the hotkey presses are below the analog sticks. There's two buttons, either one of those. If you hold it down, and then you can press any of the face buttons to switch to a named named profile. So the two of mine at the moment is just I have one on there for Apex, and then there's one on there which I'll get to in a second. And then I had another one for for spoken because. Um, and then while you hold down that button, you can also then press any of the D-pad buttons to adjust your microphone and volume, which is really nice to have uh, without having to press the PS button and like go into the settings and be able to quickly be able to quickly adjust your your mix. So your your uh, do you want to hear more game audio or voice when you're playing multiplayer? That's being able to adjust that quickly is quite nice too. But um, so making a for for spoken profile, this was pretty basic. All I did was the I wanted circle to be on the back button on the right side uh, because you you quite often either pressing circle to dodge in combat or you're pressing circle and holding down circle to do the parkour free running. So just being able to have that in my hand on the back really helpful, super helpful for playing the game. Then on the other one, I made it so it was L one. So L1 you press in for spoken brings up the support spell list. So to be able to quickly bring up that menu and switch spells a lot faster, um, just improve the overall gameplay experience for, for me. So this is a very simple profile, nothing crazy. But then when I went over to, and I did one for the first person shooter um, sort of aspect of stuff, which is where you'll get some more of these, these features and stuff you'll mess around with on the controller. So you go play to Apex, um, I'm doing my typical thing that I did for the back button when we had the back button attachment on the PS4, which is I made uh, the right back button circle. So for crouching and sliding and all that sort of stuff. So you know, like you can just constantly like tap, 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 be sliding and dodging and whatever else. Um, really good. And then the other left side set to triangle so I can quickly switch guns without having to take my hand off the, the trigger or uh, put it away to run faster and then bring it out quickly. So that's really helpful. But then you can go into the features of the DualSense Edge controller on your PlayStation 5 console and you can adjust how quickly the uh, left analog stick or the right analog stick sort of snap um, to places. Like you can speed up. I guess it's like uh, looking at your mouse sensitivity, I guess it would be the, the easiest way sort of to com compare this to. Um, they have a bunch of presets in there. So they have one literally for uh, quick quick play first person shooter sort of stuff they have other stuff for racing they have the ability for you to customize yourself yourself if you want to do that but so i like changed it so my right analog stick is a lot snappier um, my left one i just changed slightly but not not too much but then um, my right analog stick is just moving a lot faster so when i want to aim at enemies and and stuff like that i can it's moving at a faster pace and and snapping to where i want it to be then a lot faster than the normal speed so this is a really cool feature and stuff you would only normally see on uh, PC. 
then back to the dual sensor itself again you've got the the pressure points or whatever they're called i've already forgot what they're actually called but you've got the three levels of uh like how far you have to press down r2 or l2 before the controller does what it's going to do so when you're playing a first person shooter shooter put this shit on a, the lowest level and you're only going to have to like tap that r2 button to shoot it's going to take away like maybe only a, a 0.5 of a millisecond but you know sometimes that's all you need so instead now if you turn this feature on it does remove any of the dual sense capabilities so if a game's got a you know a built-in thing where the shotgun does that whole like feel where you, you press it slightly and then it's got like a rule like you have to press it quite a bit to to work or any of the feedback or anything this is going to turn that off the second you you adjust any of this which i think makes sense that's totally fine but just something worth remembering i guess um so that's all cool and i played for the first for the first um little bit i played with they give you two different types of back button so i give you ones that are like these paddles which is very similar to what the xbox has and then not quite but like more in line with what the back button had anyway and then eventually i switched to what are these like smaller just half circle pieces they're more you have to they require you to i guess press them more properly like you can't accidentally bump them whereas the back buttons because they're paddles um you can and i did many times accidentally t uh bump any of those they're very easy to press uh which i guess depends on what sort of game you're playing maybe and stuff but once i switched to the half circles i was like these are a lot better they sort of just like sit in your hand nicer um knowing that knowing i can control and press it not like they're hard to press but it just sort of made it easy to control so um and that's probably where i'm going to leave it now for the setup i don't think i'd switch back to the paddle i can't think of anything where i'd want it to be easier to <laughs> tap i just enjoy this whole setup a bit more but um yeah i it's a it's a case of does who's the market for the dual sense edge it, it very much the the hardcore playstation gamer um in particular i think anyone who's playing multiplayer shooters is going to get the the most out of this thing there's if you're i can't imagine a world where someone who's just playing playstation as a secondary console or just the the big first party exclusives would really need this thing especially in a world where i'm saying if you're going to adjust and fuck around with like the the r2 and l2 and all these sorts of things it's going to turn off certain features that dual sense i'd say don't even bother like if you're playing like a first party exclusive or uh, any game made for playstation they're probably going to have all these dual sense features that you want to experience so it's it's fine to mess around with this stuff when you're just playing a multiplayer a game that's like you just like who cares at that stage um you, even if you're playing call of duty you experience all the haptics and stuff in the single player and then <laughs> it gives a fuck when you're playing the multiplayer really at that stage so um but yeah i i don't know i know you're um it's well past the point where you'd consider buying one, but I know what you're... Yeah. Have you seen General's reactions? Or? Yeah, General consensus has been positive. I mean, mm. obviously, you know, it looks cool. It has all the features you kind of want, uh, yet it, it still has all the elements from the dual sense, like the haptic feedback and the triggers and everything. So, you know, still the best controller out there, probably. <laughs> like, as a controller, you know, yeah overall and i mean now that dual sense works good with pc too so for people who yep. want to play the want a controller i guess a, a good quality controller to play all the pc games or returnal when it comes to pc or whatever else like you can purchase yep. the, 
the edge if you want to. Well, have you I had think, battery issues? Because obviously the battery is smaller. Oh, good point. So battery issues, no, but the battery life isn't good. So it's about five to six hours would be my rough guess. That by uh, based on my experience anyway. So, um, is there a time where I'm gonna play for more than five to six hours? Not often. But I know that people, a lot of people buying it probably are. <laughs> so, yeah, they get... So invest in a really long USB-C cable. They give you a really long USB-C cable <laughs> in the in the box. And this is another thing I should mention. Yeah, it's a good point. They give you a really long USB-C cable and they also give you a clip thing that you can put onto the end of that to lock it to the DualSense. So you basically can turn it into a wide controller. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, like, there's no risk of accidentally ripping out or bumping the the, the cord. Like, it locks it in. Not out of the controller. You could probably rip it out of the... <laughs> you could rip it out of the PlayStation, yeah. But, like, there's no... You can, you're not going to accidentally rip it out of the, the controller. Like, that's the whole point of this one little piece. Because it yeah. came in... When I was opening the box, I was, I was like, what the fuck is this for? And then I had to look up the, the instructions. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So, because that was one thing I didn't recognize what it would... What the point of it was. I was like, what the what is this for mm. um yeah so uh, that is if you're gonna if you don't care about having it locked locked in or depending on what your setup or anything goes is there may be some people out there who would prefer just to plug this in and just leave it if that's if it's your main console your main controller if you have the ability where i guess it depends if you're in a lounge room and you're gonna run it halfway across your, your setup but i mean if you if you play at a desk or anything like that. I don't know. I'm sure there's times where, yeah. like, if you just set it up so it's always locked in, locked and charging and ready to go, just turn it into a wide controller, then mm. sure. It's a bit weird to say a wide controller is a good idea in 2023, but um, they give you that option. So, worst case, you do get a very long USB C cable yep. to charge or whatever. So, I mean, I've got mine charging right here because I just finished playing and I've just plugged it into my iPad charger because it's USB-C as well. So, I mean, if you've got a USB-C cable already set up somewhere, um, it does work in the... Because <laughs> you got to experience me working this out. Um, it does work in the DualSense charging dock thing. At first, I didn't think it was going to because it didn't seem to sit in quite right. It doesn't sit as flush as your normal dual sensors. And I think that's yep. just the design is obviously slightly different, but it's still, lo it does sit in there and it does charge. So you can use it in your It just doesn't light sessions. up, right? That's the thing. No, it does light up. It wasn't lighting oh. up when I had my console on, but then when I turned it, no, it wasn't lighting up when I had the, the controller on. Controller connected. Yeah. yeah, but whilst the controller was disconnected, it was lighting up the charge. Okay. So yeah, that if you've got that, obviously that's the, yeah, you'll just put it in that and charge and, off you go so all right so dual sense edge good for everyone definitely not you probably you, you you'll know if this is something you want to buy or not <laughs> am i happy i've got one yes because i got back buttons <laughs> That's, and yeah it's not even just playing first person shooters like even being able to quickly like playing for playing for spoken and go these are the two buttons that i annoying me and that i'm most, yeah. using and just being able to identify that and switch them to those back buttons and just make it a lot more it's not even making like the game easier it's just making your hand less like just ergonomical i guess for for what you're doing so that, that's nice yeah. all right there's not 
that much PlayStation news to talk about this week, but let's just jump into a couple of stories. I wasn't going to talk about this because I fucking sort of get annoyed at talking about all the leaks and whatever else, but I haven't watched or looked at any of this, but I'll just read the story. Press Start had the story up saying, Heap of leaked Horizon multiplayer alpha footage has appeared online. Uh, Karen writes, the Horizon series has certainly been subject to some pretty wild content leaks recently, recently, with an alpha build of the recent Horizon Forbidden West having been shared online late last year. Now, another in-development alpha making its way to Reddit in the form of some very early test footage of the upcoming Horizon multiplayer game. Long rumored, but officially revealed by Gorilla in job listings last December, the Horizon multiplayer project was loosely described as a cooperative online experience with the studio saying, quote, a new eternal team internal team is developing a separate online project set in horizons universe featuring a new cast of characters and a unique stylized look friends will be able to explore the majestic worlds of horizon together um Kieran continues, i'm not sure what we're all thinking when it came to the idea of stylized look for the game but if the 10 plus minutes of leaked footage now all over the internet are any indication it's a bit odd granted the reason that we're seeing a bunch of rough looking character models plonked in a watered down version of series existing look is more likely due to this build reportedly being from 2020 than a true suggestion of final aesthetic but yeah the the one picture they've gotten here that i can see like from some twitter account tcmf2 games it's got like a very much i don't know, I don't know it's like Fortnite horizon i don't know is, yeah. is that a good <laughs> is that a good way to i mean that's it? yeah that it's got that uh cartoon-esque you know style uh and looking at like some of the links too i think well, the Reddit video has been taken down, uh, but if you head over to Reset Era, uh, they've got like a character select kind of bunch of characters, and they all very again cartoony looking, um, Fortnite esque, I guess, in that art style. Mm. Yeah, so I, I I haven't watched it. I don't really care. I don't really want to, to be honest. But I know. Yeah, it, I mean, it's you... like three years old at this point. So yeah, so um, I just can't. But what do you what do you think of it? Like. I know, like, Kieran right here officially confirmed. I would say, not really. Like, it's job it listings. It can still be cancelled. <laughs> it's a, Yeah, it, it can still be cancelled. The job listings were to start a project. So, yeah. It's a game. We know it's a thing that's being made or in development. Mm. They haven't officially said it's a game that's going to get released. I guess that's the difference between yeah. developing someone and then deciding that we're announcing it's a game that's coming out. Um, but, what, yeah, how do you feel about the the game based on like what the leaks have been posting around and the concept art and is it just going to be like a i don't know it does just sound like some sort of hero shooter thing but certain horizon i mean i've been pitching a multiplayer horizon game since the the start you know give me that battle royale where you know you have to fight monsters to get gear and stuff uh but it sounds like it's more my guess it would it seems would be leaning more in the range of like uh a Monster Hunter S game. Mm. Um, in my mind, you would just be a member of like the hunting lodge or whatever, going yeah. out, getting taken down machines with your crew or whatever, uh, which could be fun and obviously a little bit more difficult to do without the whatever the gear thing is that Alo has, <laughs> which I imagine the, everybody won't have. Yeah, which stuff? Yeah. Oh, like a her, her sight thing. thing, sight thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you would just be a general person who's living in the world. 
I guess so. I mean, what? who's in the, this little artwork I can see here? It's like, yeah, some random characters. It's just like a bunch of random characters. Nobody noticeable or that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, we'll see. If it gets announced officially, I can potentially get keen for it. But yeah. And yeah, I don't mind the art style. I think, you know, art if it's a whatever, big... That's I mean, if you're doing a crazy multiplayer game, do you really need it to be super highly detailed? Probably not. Um. And especially if I would assume it's not going to be a full price game, <laughs> it's probably going to be a free to play game. Yeah. So, if, um, if it's, I mean, if it's not free to play, then it's, like it's a live for, service game. I mean, yeah. Like maybe it costs money for people, and then they just do the whole. I always wonder, like, maybe they're like PlayStation Extra and Pl- uh, and Deluxe or whatever, get it for free, and then everyone else has to pay fifteen bucks pay, or something. Yeah, you know, something like, like that. Yeah. And then it seems um, easy enough to get make commit cosmetics and stuff for that. So oh yeah, for that it definitely would be yeah. Um, all right, then the other sort of rumor rumorary thing that's been going around is PlayStation tying into this whole like PlayStation's or thing you can get anymore. So like PlayStation have said this, Sony have said this. <laughs> so they're like, hey, PlayStation's around the wall, everyone you can get them. And I mean, as someone who works in retail, yeah, I've I've got that. <laughs> kind of, it's true. Like they're they're not hard to get at the moment. So, um, they point po- they've posted this video though. It's a pretty cool trailer or pretty cool like promotional yeah. video for PlayStation where it's this news desk and they're cutting to a bunch of different people from like live around the world. But you know they're cutting to a news reporter in the middle of the snow who's like Kratos is out here, Ragnarok's happening, and like it's all like it's yeah. a pretty cool idea. I think um, it, it makes more sense than the chess ad that we had. <laughs> Yeah, that was the start. That was weird. This this is cool. This is just like makes you feel like there's such a a wild uh wild variety and stuff to the the type of PlayStation exclusives that you can that you can get. Um, but the thing that everyone's pointed out, and this comes, so I'm reading from PlayStation Lifestyle at the 43 second mark in the video below, a girl can be seen walking towards some kind of artifact in a cave with a torch in hand. She certainly doesn't look like Lara Croft, as this reset error pointed out. The character looks like young enough to be Nathan Drake and Elena Fisher's daughter, Casey, Cassie. Uh, proceeds to dust off the artifact at 47 in a flash on the screen that lasts barely a second. Um, this Sony on the PlayStation blog also wrote, this new spot hints at the breadth of extraordinary experiences taking place in the PlayStation 5 universe through the style of live news channels. See if you can spot all the game references. So what do you reckon? Is everyone... Because, I mean, I, I read the news story before looking at the pictures and stuff, and I was like, yeah, I bet this is just like... I bet you it's fucking bullshit or whatever. And then I watch it, and I'm like, mm, I mean... It doesn't look like it definitely doesn't look like Lara. It'd be weird for it to be Lara because this yeah. is mostly PlayStation exclusive exclusives, yeah, sort of stuff. Definitely not some every everything else other than this couple seconds is recognizable. Like you, you could pick every other game. The only other one that I I'm not going to bother bringing up because I'm just like that's you're pulling at strings there. As people are like, does the new is the new trailer hinting at Ghost of Tsushima too? I'm like, well, a that's definitely a game that's happening. We know it and. B, like, it, it's probably just, they're saying, it goes to Shushima in general. As a does franchise, it, yeah. As a franchise. Like, doesn't matter if it's one or two. We, we know it's happening, so that's that's less exciting. However, this couple seconds of a scale of a torch, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's the only thing that really makes sense of properties that we know. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, Lara Croft would, would be the only other person, but we've already had announcements this week that Amazon is working on game tv series movies whatever for um, Lara, yeah. yeah and yeah 
I don't. I suspect they would not want to do an exclusive deal with PlayStation for Lara Croft. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it makes the most sense that it would be Cassie, like mm. from Uncharted. You know, obviously this past week, I want to say, Quest Dawn Dog came out and said that they're done with Uncharted. So they said they're done with Uncharted. They're yes, they are done. They with are Uncharted. Done. They didn't say anything about Sony being done with Uncharted. Sony being done, yes. They didn't say the franchise um, is dead. They just said they're done with yeah. Uncharted. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good tease. I mean, <laughs> it's go- clearly going to draw up a bunch of speculation and, you know, um, yeah, it's really cool. Hmm. I mean, I've always been aboard the the part where, like, we've seen something for a while. I've been talking about this ever since... There was this other team, like, at Sony, which we didn't know what they were talking about, and we sp- talked about this a couple of times last year, and yeah. I, I think I was saying, like, uh, Uncharted 5 or whatever it could be would, would make sense for them. So this this would all sort of add up. It wouldn't be shocking to to announce an Uncharted game starring Cassie. I think that's the direction everyone, most most people would be happy with. Uh, however, I just think it's wild that if that's what this is, like just to throw it out there in a <laughs> in a spot like this, you know, just to to tease it this way, I think it's kind of cool. Just chuck a couple seconds in there and see if anyone notices. Of course, they're gonna notice. <laughs> Everyone else is like, I can yeah. I can pick everything else in here. It's fucking Last of Us, Returnal, God of War. You know, like whatever whatever else is Ghost of Tsushima. Who the fuck is that? Russian you know, Russian. like <laughs> you know. So it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, interesting news out of this teaser i think they also have the spider-man bit where it's they've confirmed spider-man coming somewhere spider-man 2 sometime in the september to november range uh the internet went crazy because you know obviously it says fall 2023 and like most of the major ones but they did an australian spot where it says spring 2023 and you know and then everyone's like is it been delayed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the whole world works on the same like it's so it th- whenever this stuff happens i'm just like it's so wild to me that like growing up here you were taught very like very early i swear you know like northern hemisphere southern hemisphere you know like our winter yeah. this summer like I, I remember being told when i was a kid dad's like dad boiled it down simply of like oh yeah you know like, we're, when we're hot down here they're cold up there sort of like which isn't exactly but that's like, it's pretty sort close. Of, it's an easy way to explain it. So it is wild to me that there's people in a like growing up in America just thinking the whole world's uh, it's just the exact same. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> it's insane though. Uh all right, another new story talking about Uncharted. No, Naughty Dog. Yep, old same. Naughty Dog. Uh Press Out writes, Last of Us multiplayer game will feature a new story and could be a two player co op experience. Uh, Karen again writes, The Last of Us creator Neil Druckmann has spoken to BuzzFeed in an enormous interview of the recent, on the recent HBO television adaptation of the games, as well as the future of the franchise, including some insight into the upcoming multiplayer game. The whole thing is well worth a reading, goes into a lot of detail about the creative choices that went into the TV show, but when quizzed about the video game side of things and the potential for The Last of Us Part 3, Druckmann was adamant that the multiplayer title is the next big The Last of Us game, and even offered a tiny morsel of clarity around what we can expect from it. It sounds as though this next title will be less factions, sorry, buddy, and more of a somewhat <laughs> story-driven co-op cooperative experience with new ca- one with new characters in a new city. Interesting. Druckmann's words seem to indicate that this might even be a strictly two-player game, which would be very much in line with what we've seen from the concept revealed so far. And I've got the picture here. It has two people, you know, on a balcony, 
that's that's what they showed at the yeah. What was that? Where was yeah. that from? Summer Games remember. Fest. Summer Games Fest. Remember uh, when Last of Us Part One got leaked? Yeah, when the Last of Us for PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, quote from Druckmann here: We've been pretty open that the next Last of Us game is going to be this multiplayer experience. We will be able to enter the world of the Last of Us with your friend and get to experience the tension and brutality brutality of that world and a brand new story and cast of characters that live in another city that we haven't seen yet in the world of The Last of Us. This is going to be the next chapter in The Last of Us. Druckmann also explained that despite plenty of requests, The Last of Us Part 3 will only happen if the team feels a compelling story can be told. And if not, it's more than willing to step away from a series in much the same way as it did with Uncharted. Quote, beyond that, I know there's a bunch of people wondering about The Last of Us Part 3 and whether that will be a thing or not. All I could say is that at Naughty Dog, we're very, very privileged that our publisher is Sony, which means Sony funds our games, supports us, and we're owned by Sony. They've supported us every step of the way, sorry, every every step of the way to follow our passions, meaning that just because something is successful, people think there's all this pressure and we have to make a sequel. That's not the case. For, for us, Uncharted was insanely successful. Uncharted 4 was one of our best-selling games, we're able to put that our final brushstroke on that story and say we're done. We're moving on. Uh, what do you think of all his quotes about the multiplayer and potential Last of Us Part Three? I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It also very much explains why this is a completely separate entity. I, I mean, um, you know, if it has its own story and own narrative to it, that would explain why they've taken so long. I mean, they didn't just you know chuck a multiplayer mode into Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Um, the inter- the thing, my takeaway from this is, maybe this is not going to be a free-to-play game. Maybe this is going to be a full-price game. Mm. <laughs> if there's, like, this whole single-player story, uh, why would they give that all away for free? You know what I mean? No. Um, I fully expect it to be the full factions mode that will keep Buddy happy. Um mm. Because that's what I think, you know, if you're having this multiplayer element to it, why wouldn't you have that part of it as well? Um, and also, everybody's been demanding it the past three years. So <laughs> I think it would be a mistake not to give people what they want. Um, but yeah, I think I think it, it's an interesting... It's interesting that there's going to be this narrative and a bunch of new characters and stories. And it's just cool that, that I guess it'll expand the Last of Us world more... Uh, than what we've gotten in the two games and have these Joel and Ellie-focused stories. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess they could charge for it. It's a full-priced Last of Us game. It's a co-op-based experience. Um, but it has the factions multiplayer. You do the... the the Maybe you do the pass at um, what It Takes Two, dude. Yeah, It Takes Two. I was trying to think of the name. <laughs> yeah. Award-winning game of the year. Yeah. It takes two. Yeah. Kieran's favorite game, yeah. Kieran's favorite game. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I definitely feel like we're going to, this is obviously the game we're going we're gonna to hear. Kieran about can this play year. this with Buddy, and Buddy will be the game. <laughs> Imagine. What do you think of The Last of Us Part 3 stuff, though? Because I, I, I think that's all bullshit. Last of Us Part 3 is 100%. Uh, I happening. think it's. He's yeah, like, I if we can't come up with something, he's come up with something. He just doesn't want to. I like, think like, so, but, you know, they don't want to confirm anything. And, like, no, I don't think they want to confirm anything. I think I'm so- obviously he's been busy with the TV show and maybe that's been a fair bit of focus, but um, we all know that Haley Sproul, I think it was, wrote the second game. Yeah. Um, 
and I suspect she probably has ideas and like that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, no, of course, Naughty Dog's also working on another project as well. So it's like you've got all these balls kind of really up in the air. Um, yeah. It also gives you a lot of time to think and second guess what you, you what story choices you've made so far. So I reckon it's this is the how it works is he had like he would of course have a, a rough idea of how three could go if he wanted to do it like of course like some little oh, it could probably be about this i reckon yes. while in the process of making this show like getting to explore other little character stories more be it what we'll talk about go check out the spoiler cast that's up on the, the feed here for episode three of course um being able to redo some parts explore different ideas and stuff i reckon just that whole process would have given him enough i think some doing this show would have would have been the an experience of like oh I've got ideas for three I reckon that's I, I reckon by the Maybe. end of this whole thing he's he's down for three yeah I think you know that it Last of Us three is not a game they need to rush out no 100%. they can take their time and figure out the best possible story I think there's and as someone who uses, but then again like, I'm pretty sure in the after Last of Us Part One. Like Neil pitched to Troy what the the story for Last of Us Part Two was going to be. Mm. Like, yeah, so pretty I early be, on, I was, it I was pretty be surprised if Ashley has a rough pitch for three, or yeah, Laura or whoever or all the, all the, in that game. Laura, yeah, all these people. Yeah, the the kid. I can't remember. Yep, that one. Yep, I can't remember. But that person. Yep. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. All those people. <laughs> <laughs> All of the people, the actors, and the things. Tom, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure that's a that's a way it's rolling up. But I I remember when the Last of Us Part Two was like, oh, do we need? It? I was very much on the side of like, I don't want Last of Us Part Two. I love the way the Last of Us ended. I think it was just like this very ambiguous ending, and it was fantastic the way it was. Now mm. that I've I've had two, which I love, I th- I actually want three. I feel like. Two, it's the same. It's almost like Star Wars. You could have ended Star Wars as a franchise after A New Hope, and it, w- it would have been like Darth Vader gets yeeted off into distance. You you could say he's dead. It doesn't really matter. Galaxy, you know what I mean? Like you, in a, in the alternate reality, of Star Wars doesn't do as well as it does. Star Wars ending on Star Wars is it's fine. Like there's there's enough ending there. Everyone gets their medals. Cheers, yay! You can imagine that they they win by the end. Same thing for the Last of Us. You can ima- you, you don't really need to know what happens more. However, they do a sequel. They do Empire Strikes Back. Now that shit's dark as fuck. That's different though. That that has a that has a uh, that has that is a definitive cliffhanger. That is a definitive cliffhanger. Yeah, I'm not saying it's exactly one for one. However, that by the end of that, you're like, I've been I've been through more. I've been through a lot here. I need to see this cliffhanger cliffhanger finished. Now, not exactly the same as Last of Us Part Two's ending. However, I do feel like I've been through war. And I do feel like I need to spend some more time with uh, the main characters of that of that game. And I, it's not that I need to see them get happy endings. I just need to see them have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You just like, want to see them talk their shit out. I want to <laughs> you know? sit down and, yeah, just... No. And I, I, I am, I'm on the side of Last of Us Part 3. Do I want 4, 5? No. I think three, and you've, it's a trilogy. I feel like it's this is a very good opportunity for a fantastic trilogy. What if they just did a DLC where it's uh, the two characters in a room talking? <laughs> sure. 
That's it. Yeah. Would that be maybe. enough? If it's done well enough, maybe. <laughs> they accidentally both end up captured by the exact same people. Yeah. It could be a thing. They have to work together to get them out of the situation. Every time I think about Last of Us Part 2, I, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, that game is... I, I can't... Like, I, I can't... It's, People who have the platinum in that, and like I know, like people like Buddy and stuff who went back and replayed chapters to get the collectibles. I can't. Like, it's, I feel like it's too. It's too traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's, I can't yeah, do it. That's so. why I got a joke about it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, PlayStation they love their two part sagas, so maybe we'll never get three. That's true. They do love their two part sagas. Or one part sagas in the case of Bloodborne. Fuck off. Um... <laughs> Bouncing off that, let's go to Last of Us part, uh, Last of Us TV show, season two, officially confirmed. When do you think we're getting this? How do you think they're going to roll this around? Because... So, I don't know. The messaging around it is they're jumping straight into season yep. part two. Yep. So they said Last of Us season two is The Last of Us Part 2. Now, have they said we're doing all of Last of Us Part 2 into one season? No, but they 100% Season 2 is Part 2. There is a huge time gap between Part 1 and Part 2. Well, not huge, but there's a time. There's a, 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 like five years. There's a significant time difference for the characters to go grow mm. up and stuff. I also don't feel like the general public's ready for that. <laughs> I feel like if Donald Trump's re-elected, we can't do this show because there's just going to be too much in the world. There's going to be too much tr- tr- turmoil already. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think we can handle it. Like Elon Musk got Twitter. Like I think the world will blow up. I think they need to calm down. I think they need to take. I a mean, step it back. would be a bold choice, you know. So, I'm, I almost. Spo- it's hard. Well, no, I feel like I can on this because, uh, well, maybe I won't. But there's no way it's not happening. It's happening. Yeah. It's going to fuck some people up. <laughs> you know, so. That's why he should leave that fucking Mandalorian helmet on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's a lot of potential jokes out there, but. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd prefer them not to, you know? Or, you know, obviously it's not going to come out until earliest 2025. Um, even then, I think it's a stretch. It may be three, four years before we actually get season two. Oh, it's going to be a while. So by that reading, point... I was reading an interview for season, for the latest episode of season one. And they were saying something, yeah. the director saying he was like, he was in pre-production of this episode in 2020. <laughs> we're watching in 2020. Yeah, well, the, there was an event that happened in 2020 that may have slowed everything Yeah, down. yeah. But it's just uh, crazy to think that, that far. Yeah, I don't think there's any rush to put it out. So, I mean, you could it, it would be easy. Because I think the main concern for us as viewers is Bella Ramsey looking old enough. Yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah. she's, but she's a kid. You age fast. Like, a couple of years. I mean, she's already, like, 19. I don't know off the top of my head. I, is she really? Well, she must be like... She's not... <laughs> The, she's the 14 year old girl that she's playing in the game um, show. She yeah, she's is, 19. Holy shit. All right, well. 
I mean, by the considering they filmed the show years ago, <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> I can by time by time they start filming, by the time they start filming the next one, I think it's, <laughs> she probably is fine. Doesn't really. Yeah. I mean, they're doing some things to make her look younger as well. I guess, like just the clothes and stuff. You can make her look older, slightly. I guess they're gonna make it like I don't know. It's not like she's that much older. Five years, so yeah. What, so what's that? How how old is Ellie in five? So it's just well, she's like a twenty-one then, right? Is that is that how old Ellie is? Yeah, I want to say. She's like 16 in the game then, I think. Let me do this. Ellie, The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, age. Google. 19. Okay, fuck. I thought she was 16 in Part 1, but she's 14. And then she's 19 in Part 2. So, yeah, Bella Ramsey is literally the age of Ellie. <laughs> so, yeah. there you go. Fun facts. Interesting. Fun facts. Yeah. But she looks like a... F- but she looks. She like pulls off a solid yeah. fault in you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. I mean, but a certain amount of that is like acting more mature and that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the other thing is, what if they do do a part three? It's like if we rush the show, then we will do the part well, three. Well, this is what I was saying about them, like. They're going to run out of material and then they're going to be fucking George R. R. Martin and where Neil Druckmann's like, well, this is what I'm planning to in part three, but a video game takes But then you completely change and- it because everybody hates it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> if that's what happens, I'm going to hate everything. Just that what happens in everything, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be nuts if they plan to tackle season part two and season two. Uh, on the back of this season, which has obviously been incredibly well received, incredibly high viewer numbers, uh, it'll be incredibly polarizing, and I will be looking forward to watching. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how they open the show? I don't because they. F- I feel like they could, they could start it. They could earlier. take it like hundreds of different directions. Um. They could definitely tease just, out. Like, I just don't know how they would do the, like, I've seen people writing stories and be like, it could be like a part one and part story two or, or dual storylines. And it's just. Do you make it more like the Godfather and have it more intertwined than the actual game had it? There is a, you can't do that in the. Yeah, there is a lot of, there's a lot of choices that the, the creatives of this show need to, would need to, to work out like how they want to tell the, the Last of Us part two. Because. Like there's there's multiple ways you could go about go about it. You, you you can do the dual narrative thing, or you could go for the you could do it the same as a game if you want, but that would be wild. Like that's that's that would turn more people off. I feel, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, potentially you could do you could stretch it out to two seasons and like. Honestly, I feel like you could the seasons finale. Get, you just jump to the other story. Yeah, there is like so back. much more story. In Last of Us Part Two, and like to the point that I like reviewing the game, it almost felt like it was you were playing two games. So to say that you could easily get like two seasons of content out of Last of Us Part Two, I don't feel like that's a, a stretch at all. You know, so we shall see. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Platinum Explosion. Of course, if you want to hear us talk about The Last of Us spoilers. Uh, spoiler cast for episode three will be up by the time this is this. 
Uh, let's know any comments, questions, concerns you've had about anything else we've been talking about, though. Join us on Twitter's explosionnumber.com slash Twitter. Uh, join our Discord, explosionnumber.com slash Discord. And if you liked the episode and thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to our Kofi page, explosionnumber.com slash support takes you there. Buy us a coffee. And until next week, remember, every trophy counts.